You control the guy or the woman who runs the run, run brings out the carts on, 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 on a forklift. It's time for the Buff Show. One hundred year. Look, here's the lives. It's just. It's. I mean, you think about it. And no idea what you said, Joe, but we understand the Buff Show. Deeply held by. Uh, by President, stop moving that, 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 that uh, you know, what's this thing called? That's a teleprompter, Joe. We'll take it from here. Let's go end it. Joe Brandon, I agree. And here's your host, Matt Buff. Welcome to the Matt Buff Show on this Wacky Wednesday. I'm your humble host, Matt Buff, in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio. Great to be with you. And you can catch the shows on AM 950, 94.9 FM, The Answer Orlando, also on Roku TV, the Patriot Podcast Network. The cool thing is, is you can go to thebuffshow.com. You can see all the links we post the shows, but you can also watch the show right there on thebuffshow.com. That's where our podcast is and the video for the show. So thebuffshow.com. And don't forget to like and subscribe on social media. And also make sure to... Check out our newsletter and stuff like that, where you get exclusive, awesome content from sponsors and recent guests on the show, just like it's Wednesday, and you can see great interviews from our partnership with Moms for Liberty. And yes, we are heading to Hawaii today on The Buff Show. Very cool stuff. It's Moms for Liberty Wednesday on The Buff Show. Mother, do you think they'll drop the bomb? It is possible that uh, an organization like Moms for Liberty could have an impact on the midterm elections um, and maybe even going into 2024, particularly because uh, it is encapsulating in a very important uh, demographic in the electorate, which, you know, are, are women and mothers. Mother, should I trust the government? So, yeah, I stopped the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. But, you know. Our mission is to hold school boards accountable for decisions affecting our children. What was once a scattershot operation is becoming much more organized. One example is the group Moms for Liberty. According to its website, the group, quote, welcomes all that have a desire to stand up for parental rights at all levels of government. Now, it started in Brevard County, Florida, but its chapters have spread nationwide. Okay, rocking and rolling on the Map Buff Show. Fun time. Cynthia Bartlett is the chapter chair for Moms for Liberty, Honolulu. Everybody check out momsforliberty.org. Cynthia, welcome to the show. Great to have you. Oh, thank you for having me. See, this is the cool thing about doing these videos is you don't have to come in studio and ride Biden's new train from uh, Hawaii to uh, California and then come to Orlando. We can just do it like this and save the taxpayers a ton of money. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> well, I want to hear your story because every mom that comes on here every Wednesday, they have a very compelling uh, story because a lot, and you'll probably agree, a lot of the members of Moms for Liberty felt they had to do something, not just because they wanted to, they felt they had to. That's right. I mean, you can feel a call in your heart. And when you feel that call, there's nothing that there's nothing that's going to stop you. You just absolutely know what you have to do. And, and the parental rights is really above politics at this point. You know, Hawaii um, is a completely one party state. I don't know if you knew that. 
it's a one party state. It has been for years and years and years, and they don't even think about another party. I mean, it's you, you go down there, you try to pass some legislation. It's it's only Democrats. That is just horrific. And you were telling me before we started the show today that the school board officials aren't elected. They're appointed by said one party rule. That's right. Our governor is like he's like a almost like a dictator in the level of his powers because he appoints and we don't elect. So in 2010, the um, the people of Hawaii were sort of tricked. You know how when you have something on a ballot and it and it kind of sneaks in there and people don't really understand what it is. Well, in 2010, they put something on the ballot saying, "Oh, the governor shall appoint," uh, you know, the school the school board, and that slipped through, and the people of Hawaii lost the elected school board. So when we get a governor, he appoints his friends, his business friends, you know, his people he, you know, want uh, to follow him, they are all appointed uh, to the to the board. So they are the board of education, they're on top of the school, and then they in turn get to pick the, the uh, superintendent. So it's like a closed loop of power and the parents are completely shut out of that loop. And this year, um, you know, the last two years when we've had COVID, our our Hawaii has been extremely strict on the masking, just extremely strict. I mean, at first all the kids were home, then the schools opened up and even, and we've been doing rallying, I mean, physical rallying downtown, we've been to the Board of Education building, uh, like 20 times rallying and all the different, Hawaii is made up of several different counties. There are different islands. We even have rallies where all the islands are rallying at the same time. Oh, that's amazing. But not one blink from the Board of Education, not one blink. Uh, the superintendent doesn't even answer our emails. He won't. We've called for a town meeting. He won't have a town meeting. Nothing. It's just it's such disrespect for the parents. And, you know, you know, I've heard Tiffany say this many times from Moms for Liberty is that parents are the largest stakeholders here even larger than the teachers union. We outnumber them. And yet in Hawaii, we've been completely shut out. That's just unbelievable. Ignoring the masses to protect the powerful. And Hawaii, it seems to be, it's a beautiful place. It just seems to be a place where one party rule is creating a socialist society. And CDC is chair picking. This stu the study came out today, Cynthia, that shows no significant relationship between school masking and COVID rates. If you're going to catch a cold, you're going to catch a cold. The mask exactly. is actually bad for you. And the CDC is cherry picking data to support their school mask dogma. I mean, they're literally compiling data and then they cherry pick it and send it to Hawaii. And, you're, and you're, the big story was last week in the newspapers down there that They've re-implemented the mask mandates on kids. This is pure torture. This is pure child abuse. And this is absolutely non-helpful to prevent, prevent them from catching a cold. So there's something called ESSER funding, which comes from the administration. It's federal funding and it's billions of dollars, not millions, billions. Billions. And, and that funding is tied to something called sanitation. And we are now on ESSER level three funding. But level one funding was very much tied to the masking and all the procedures at school. So level three funding is still still has a clause of healthy health and sanitation. So we have not we're digging, but we haven't 
quite found out, do they, do they not get a certain increment of the money if they don't mask? But I think this is, this is probably the case here in Hawaii and they're just complying. I mean, they are capital party, capital P party. Uh, anything the party says to do from the Biden administration, they're going to do here. This is all about the money then. I mean, um, but yet, the, Cynthia, the COVID cash that was given to the school boards, over 90% of it's still sitting there not spent. You know, you can take out of that $100 billion, you can take about $26 billion of that and protect every school in America from crazies. You can put an officer in place, put the two-door locking system in place, the bulletproof glass, and the door locking capabilities. With some of that money, they won't do it. Can. No, they, they, won't. they won't do it. They won't do it. And they, they have an agenda. Like, I don't know if you talked before about social emotional learning. So a lot of this money is directed at something called learning loss. So, you know, of course there's learning loss when kids learn at home for the first time and, and, and they're just looking at a screen. There's learning loss and there's more learning loss from the mass because there's a certain amount of oxygen that is lost and breathing carbon dioxide and kids have what's called a dead space in their mouth and lungs. And it's, it takes four times as much work for a child an undeveloped child to to take in the oxygen as it does for us adults. So they're sitting there with this lack of oxygen and then with the learning loss in school. But instead, the Biden administration is funding um, what's called social emotional learning and its transformative version, which is more like things like CRT and gender identity coming through to fix the learning loss. So, uh, and it's a new version, um, SEL, when it first came in decades ago, it was a good thing. It was like therapy for a child that might need it. But today it's like group psychology. It's like teachers, unlicensed teachers practicing group psychology in an uncontrolled setting in school. And they call it transformative because it gets in the mind and it transforms the student, how they think and all their emotions. And they, they put the uh, rainbow of identities in front of them and say, well, pick one. How do you feel? And you know, it's very hard for any child to resist this. And they're, and they're saying now that even the children that have really a lot of values instilled in them at home, like they've been homeschooled and before in their life, and they have strong values from their parents, those children are like windshields that crack because this is such a different reality that they're being exposed to that their whole mind sort of cracks open and they become actually brainwashed sooner than the others. So it's a complete catastrophe and a tragedy with this learning loss coming in with the COVID money. The Biden administration is using the money to indoctrinate the children with this new social, it's completely unproven. And if you if you look behind the funding of SEL, you'll see the Zuckerberg Chan, the Chan Zuckerberg Foundation, the Bill Gates Foundation, all these nonprofit foundations that you know funnel the money into into the things that the party, the capital P party, wants change, wants to see change in in the schools. But what I was saying to you in the beginning of the show is that this is not a political movement anymore, the parent movement. It's jumped way above. So here in Hawaii, when I talk, um, there's like 95% Democrats in any audience. So I, wow. have to, I have to go with the heart and, and parent rights 
is like we all love our children. And, and if you let this happen in the schools, uh, you're not going to have a culture anymore because this, this new thing coming into schools is very much a monoculture. Uh, they're not respecting in, indigenous cultures or Hawaiian cultures. It's definitely going to, like, kind of like Mao's cultural revolution, it's definitely going to clean the plate and start year one over again. And that's what they're, the, the most radical teachers are pushing out the old teachers who, who know this is all wrong, but it's the, the teachers' colleges graduating these new radical teachers that are taking over in the schools. Just absolutely unbelievable. We saw it too when we had Tina Deskovich on the show a couple weeks ago, and we were looking at test scores across the country in mass areas, especially the county we were talking about the, at the time. Um, because they just came out with this big mass mandate in, uh, I think it was North Carolina, but we'll we'll double check that. But we looked at their test scores in that county, and they're terrible. They're in the toilet. And so instead of addressing the problem with what you talked about, like today, race-based grading policy is now right. upon right. us. Oak Park and River Forest High School administrators were, will require teachers next school year to ad adjust their classroom grading scales to account for the skin color or ethnicity of their students. Democrats are all the same. This is why 21 black staffers have left the Biden uh, White House there, because oh. it's all based on you're too stupid to operate a laptop, you're too stupid to vote, and now you're too stupid to keep up in school. Why do Democrats think black kids are so dumb? And instead of looking at the real problem, they're teaching them race-based gender policy training and gender ideology and treating them special, even though there are many black kids that are probably really going to push back against this and black families that are going to push back against this. Well, when you see the word equity, what happens is the left uses words that sound wonderful equity, you know, uh, we're going to just be, save the world and it's all a party of love. And uh, so they want to take the grading system away. It's called the merit-based system. And uh, this is going to hit a lot of groups like the blacks. It's going to hit the Asians really hard because they want to take away, they want to do all the social stuff, which has no way of being graded. So it's an excuse for bad education. So they want to take away the grading system. And it's an insult really to minorities because, I mean, why would you, it's a dumbing down of the schools. So you, you flatten everything out. A lot of people don't realize that there was a behavioral psychologist that, that helped found our education department called Bloom, Professor Bloom. And he was a top level behavioral psychologist. And he used to boast that the purpose of school is molding behavior not so much education. And he also boasted that he could change a child's belief in an hour. And this is the guy who wrote uh, Bloom's Taxonomy and uh, he is, is so upheld in education. And we have, um, we have a major problem on our hand because we have what's called Fieri-based education. All the teachers are reading the politics of education, which is completely Marxist. So all of our teachers have been indoctrinated to think that this new equity system where you take the grades away because you help the guy at the bottom by cutting off the heads at the top. But all we're going to do is see failing grades and failing schools and failing people. We, we are seeing that more and more. Ever since Jimmy Carter created the Department of Education, 
it's been a disaster for our students. Now they're using that apparatus to inject these kind of policies in every school district they can. The more you fight back at Moms for Liberty, the more they push back with uh, racial and gender ideology and say, no way. Like there's a teacher that's crazy left that was posting this weird stuff. And they heard that we had Moms for Liberty on the show and he was mad about us. I said, well, why don't you come on the show? And defend your insane policies. Well, I, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> he said, he's, I'm not going to do that because we'll embarrass you. We'll expose you and we'll show the world what your real, what your real mission is about. To take my kid and turn him into so, some socialist little rabbit. That's really true. But it's even worse than that because there's this, James Lindsay always says the woke will not debate. Well, why won't they debate? You have to think about it. They won't debate because they have an authoritarian point of view. And they think when you even have a different idea, even a different idea is like bigotry or fascist. And there's a lot of undereducated people that have bought into this. And that's why you hear all these insults, fascist, bigot. And we have to let that roll off our back because it means absolutely zero. They yeah, did not even study, they have not, this generation has not even studied communism in school. They don't know what it is. I have a, grand, a grandmother uh, who was jailed in the Russian Revolution and she was in solitary confinement for 13 years. And when I was a little 10 and 11 year old, she taught me, she taught me what happened. And she said, one day America will get soft. And that's when you have to put your guard up. And this is what's happening all around us. We, we're soft and uh, we have the parents fighting back because it, it's lit up their hearts. It's lit up their hearts and it's, and it's got to be more than, than politics here. Well, I, I'm really glad you came on the show to talk about the situation you're in in Hawaii because the moms on the mainland are fighting hard too. Yeah. But you guys are farting against a one-party system, and I just was shocked when Pat told me that in Hawaii, they're appointing the school board. So you got to really rile up the vote this uh, this midterm here. Yeah, it's How, been, How's it's been the really, grassroots looking for you? It's been really exciting because we, have, we had something like 61 seats that were up um, this election cycle. And the governor is up for re-election. So I think I know sure. like six candidates for a governor and I've gone in there and talked to each one of them and parental rights is their like number one issue, all of them. Great. So, um, but the guy, the, the guy on the other side, you know, he doesn't see it as an issue because he doesn't have any opposition or any worries about his power because he knows he can appoint everyone. Well, that's where the governorship got has to change. Is there a movement? Like we're seeing here, we're seeing um, Hispanics, we're seeing independents. We're seeing some Democrats move in our direction. Are you seeing the same thing there? Well, our biggest voting block are, are Asian families and then Filipino families and then Hawaiian families. So we're waking up the families. And how do you wake up families? You've got to give them examples of what's going on. A lot of, lot of this is very deep and hard to really grasp how multifaceted it is. But you just have to tell a grandma, you know, for every, every parent that's waking up and getting off the couch, there's two grandparents getting off the couch. And, that's great. you know, if they want their family and their culture 
to keep going, um, we have to wake them up. So that's what we're doing. We're giving examples. We're explaining to them uh, what SEL is, transformative version of SEL. And how um, these children, if they're subjected to this for six or eight hours a day with this learning loss money that's coming from the administration, they're not going to be the same. They're going to be, I mean, I already was on a Zoom phone call with the uh, teachers union. Uh, and they were talking about hiding things from the parents here, like you here on the mainland. But they said very important to let us coach the child when they uh, you know, will change their name, for example, for gender. And then we'll coach them when it's time to come out to your parents, which is completely backwards. These are strangers. These are strangers that don't really know the children, but they're they just are on fire. The the new radical teachers are on fire to really take over the hearts and the minds of the children. I'm sure your Asian parents are pretty fired up today because yesterday an Asian pop group came to the White House and said, "Stop Asian hate," while the same administration they're shilling for is blocking Asian students from succeeding at places like Harvard and things like that. So, well, even high school being exposed. So equity at school, say, say you're a parent that has an overachieving family and they really want the kid to overachieve academically. Well, when they put the equity in schools, they're going to, they're going to force that kid to lose opportunities. So instead of equality of opportunity, which is what we have in America, it's shifting and changing to equity, which means, deny certain opportunities for those that would naturally be ahead of the class. And so the Asian parents are just now figuring this out. They're just now figuring it out. And we have to get to leadership in these Asian groups to really, really expose this. And, and besides family, these the people in the islands hold family above all else, above jobs, above politics. And that's really what we're trying to do. Well, you're doing a great job. Cynthia, last question. How did you get involved in all this? Well, I was at a conference and I saw Tiffany, who was one of the co-founders there. And we rode in the ele elevator in some hotel. And she said, you know what? We don't have a chapter in Hawaii or, or Alaska. You should start one. And I went, uh, and, and that happened to me three times. So I went, uh-oh, three times? Okay. Third time's the charge. <laughs> Very good stuff. Tiffany Justice is phenomenal. You guys are still probably really good friends. Probably even more now, right? It's wonderful to have like really leadership-minded ladies to work with. Yeah. When we, yeah, when you guys uh, show up, you're getting dads excited. You're getting moms excited. You're activating grandparents, like you said. This has to be a change election, and I know you're meaning. You're, we even picked up, because of Moms for Liberty, we picked up a few seats in New York, all right? A New York school board, we picked up a couple seats there. And if we can do it there, we can do it anywhere. And Moms for Liberty has taken the charge on that. Cynthia, keep up the great work. Let's do this again as the news gets crazier. How does that sound? That sounds great. All right. That's our Moms for Liberty segment this week on The Buff Show with Cynthia, Cynthia Bartlett, and she is... Uh, chapter chair for Moms for Liberty, Honolulu. Everybody check out momsforliberty.org. Thanks, Cynthia. Bye. All right. Sounds good. We'll be back on the Buff Show. You guys stay with us.
Hey, you may have heard radio show hosts talking trash on solar. Yes, even conservative talk show hosts. There was a silly comparison to trucks running 10,000 miles, carbon emissions, and panel production. It came off as like a liberal argument against a liberal problem. Shallow knowledge as opposed to experts in the field. Politics, global warming, and other environmental concerns aside, the number one reason to buy solar is simple math. Have you looked at your power bill? It has risen in the last five years. How much more will it go up in the next five years? It's a rigged game and all solar energy empowers you to stop playing a rigged game. A solar electric system freezes your costs and shields you from upcoming rate increases. If you choose to finance a solar electric system, the payment on a system that zeroes out your bill is typically less than your current power bill. This is simple math. Call All Solar Energy in Longwood tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or online at www.allsolarenergy.com. More information on this later in the show. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. Happy hours every day of the week and all day Sunday. $1 off drafts and house wines. $2 off well liquors. And Liam Fitzpatrick's has tons of special events. Tonight, live music. Tomorrow, it's Taco Tuesday on Thursdays. Live music and specials all night on tacos, tequila, and margaritas. Liam Fitzpatrick's does catering and has a private room for your meetings, luncheons, and parties. Mention The Buff Show and get 10% off your order. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. LiamFitzpatrick's.com Welcome back to the Matt Buff Show. Great to have you with us on this wacky Wednesday. Let's go over to AmericaProject.com. Joe Flynn is back with us on the show. Joe, great to have you. Matt, like we're old friends now. I keep seeing you all the time. Yeah, I know. It's kind of fun. We're uh, we're starting to do more and more. And it's just the weird thing is, is there's just never stuff to run out of talk about because our country is just taking a hard left turn, Joe. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. You know, one of the things that I'm struggling with, and I, I, I tweeted this out a number of times, is people were getting all excited about this Sussman trial. And, oh, Durham's got them. Durham's got this. Durham's got that. I wasn't surprised at all at that verdict. There is no way conservatives, especially pro-Trump people, are going to get any justice in the court system in Washington, D.C. We're seeing Sussman lie to the FBI. <clears throat> blatantly and and it, and it was proven in the court and the jury still let him go amazing yeah i was i was reading this wall street journal article about this and he was acquitted at a, on a charge of lying even though they proved that he lied and they and he and he attempted right. to inject the fbi into a partisan plot and his legal team accused the prosecutors of manufacturing a conspiracy out of limited evidence. The funny thing is, is they manufactured a conspiracy that led to a special counsel. And yet here we sit, they're saying, oh, no, no, the jury says, you guys did try to manufacture a conspiracy against the people manufacturing a conspiracy. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's, it's Orwellian, the way the world is now. It's like down is up, or 
Alice through the looking glass. Up is down, down is up. It's totally crazy. Totally crazy. It's it's all yeah, driven bro. by partisan. You know, it's all partisan. And and in Washington, D.C., we know that 95% of the inhabitants of Washington, D.C. are liberals, uh, you know, hard liberal, hard leftists, hardcore leftists. That's who runs our government, by the way. That is the overwhelming majority of people who work for the federal government, with, with the exception of perhaps elements of the military. Other than that, it's all far left. Yeah, it is. And Biden's their figurehead, but they're running the show with Ron Klain in the background. You know, Durham spent three years on this, yeah. three years yeah. prepping yeah. this, and they couldn't get a guilty verdict. <laughs> well, I, I was very disappointed that they went for, you know, for low hanging fruit, uh, uh, you know, low level people like Sussman. They should have gone right to Comey, right to Cade, laid it all out to the American people, tried them in Virginia where they live, not in Washington, D.C., where they know they're not going to get a fair jury. Like, look at Roger Stone's jury. Look at the look at the judge in the case of my brother, General Flynn. You know, these, this is an absolute travesty of justice. The American people were told by the witnesses that Hillary was behind this, that the guy lied to the FBI. Yet the jury, for some reason, didn't didn't hear that. It's insane. I don't, I'd like to, this is one jury I'd like to talk to. How did you yeah. come to this conclusion? Yeah. Um, I mean, there couldn't be reasonable doubt about the lying charge. Like you mentioned your brother, yeah. the, the general, it was a date issue and they nailed him to the wall for that. <laughs> yeah, they did. You know, and, and had he, had Judge Sullivan sentenced him that day when the, the first time he was in the courtroom, he would have gone to prison for something he didn't do. I mean, and then people say, well, he pled guilty. Well, he pled guilty because they were going to put his son in prison for something he didn't do. So, you know, and then and then the Department of Justice drops the charges on General Flynn and the judge turns into the prosecutor in Washington, D.C. Uh, federal court. It, it's amazing. Um, it's just unreal what's what's happening here. Well, on to other things. We uh, had your partner in the America Project. Patrick Burndown from Overstock.com. He was a great interview. He wore yeah. his Thomas Soul as an American hero shirt. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Patrick is a very well, we passionate about education. Yeah. Patrick's very passionate about education. Um, you know, he's a PhD. He has his PhD from Stanford University. <clears throat> he went to Columbia undergraduate. Um, Patrick's PhD was in was in philosophy, but constitutional philosophy. So he's actually a, a constitutional scholar. And one of his, one of his really big passions has been education. One of the things that I'm hearing, uh, I read an article over the weekend was that it was in the Epic times. They were saying that there's a massive crisis because 50% of teachers are, well, there's talking about, and this is kind of a crazy number, a statistic was 50% of teachers may not be returning to school in September because they're fed up with uh, the situation in the schools, the issue that children are coming back <clears throat> after COVID with a lot of psychological damage, and they're just not getting paid enough to put up with all the crap that they have to put up with. Uh, so we're, we're really faced with a massive crisis in education in this country. 
And it's not, it's something that you're not going to hear about in the media because they want to act like everything's fine all the time when it's just absolutely not. That's why we have 1.2 million kids exiting the public school system. We've yeah. been battling with uh, the left-wing liberals that are just uh, – yeah. I, I can show you loads of TikTok videos of teachers that are um, completely lost their minds. And yeah. they're out there doing everything they can to indoctrinate our children with gender yeah. studies and everything yeah. like this. It's just remarkable. And I know this is a big part of America Project when you're trying to talk about medical freedom. But also, let's stick to the basics in schools, guys. Yeah, no, we, we work very closely with – a lot of groups that are supporting um, uh, parents, parental rights in particular. This this is a this is a crisis that's been manufactured once again by the left, uh, where they're basically destroying our public school system. They're politicizing it. They're weaponizing it for their political agenda, and it's backfiring because parents are saying, <clears throat> "Okay, if I'm going to work from home, no problem. I'll just have the kids at home, and I won't." go to public school. And what that's doing is it's dropping the numbers of people going to public school and thus dropping the federal dollars that are going to those public schools because those dollars are based on numbers, based on, you know, headcount, right? So if the headcount drops, the dollars drop, which is a good thing. Yeah, it's an absolute good thing. I also want to cover with you, too, a good thing that came in Georgia, which was a high turnout. Voter suppression isn't real, but I'm questioning the candidates. I mean, you're telling me that Kemp won with 72% of the vote, and you're telling me that Raffelsberger kept his job? Something seems fishy in Georgia again, and in Pennsylvania, where they can't pin down a winner. Well, first of all, Fulton County is the epicenter for voter fraud followed by Philadelphia. So that gives you your answer in terms of the fraud. And I think there was fraud across the board. The thing about Georgia is that Georgia is an open primary. And so I guarantee you the Democrats voted in large numbers for Kemp and Raffensperger because they can, because they're they're legally allowed to do so. Otherwise, I doubt, I doubt um, well, in the case of Kemp, I was always afraid that he was going to win because David Perdue, despite Trump's backing, had very little public support in Georgia. He really didn't have any support. And Candace Taylor, who was a third candidate there, was not well enough known. She didn't have any money. She had really no. Yeah, she had a few endorsements, but she just didn't have the the presence. And and the GOP in Georgia is an old an old boy network. So I wasn't surprised that Kemp won. And I think Kemp would have won anyway, but not by 72%. That's all Democrats voting, at least 15% of them. Yeah, no, absolutely. At least 15% of them. You well, know, Joe, I've always the, been. Yeah, the yeah go ahead. State, the Secretary of State vote was also interesting because Jody Heiss is a very popular guy in, uh, in Georgia. He, he was a congressman. He's a pastor. I was surprised that that Raffensperger won. But again, I, I chalked it up to the fact that Democrats probably voted in large numbers for Republicans in an open primary. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up that point, because that's we've been talking about open primaries versus closed primary here in Florida. We got a closed primary. We're very pleased with that. I don't want yeah. Democrats picking our candidates for no. the for the general. And no. so I, there, there's very little argument for open primaries. That's why California is such a mess, because there's exactly. no way a Republican conservative could ever manage to win anything there. No, Not when the I Democrats agree. are voting. 
No, I, I, I lived in California for 20 years and they, they, they destroyed California through the voting process. They, they, the mail-in ballots are, are legal and, and uh, rampant. And the second thing is ballot harvesting. Once they instituted those two, I lived in Orange County, California. We had three red districts. All three were gone within five, six years. And they were, they were bright red. I mean, they were like deep red. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that's what they want to do to the rest of the country. Trust me. That's where they're going. That's what HR one was all about. Yeah. HR one was the federal takeover in elections. They also just put a bill forward to completely legalize abortion until they're about two years old. I mean, (laughs) they've done all of, there's just a couple Democrats that are putting their finger in the hole from the boat completely sinking. But still, you can see what the left wants to do. And Biden's out there. Biden's uh, bad about here, right here. Well, I want to talk to you about the schools real quick, too. But Biden's very upset with his poll numbers and irritated with staff correctly uh, or constantly correcting his speaks. His speeches, but Biden's walking around declaring war on everyone, China and Russia yeah. and everyone, yeah. and he's mad at the cleanup effort. I mean, this whole thing's falling apart, and 21 black staffers have left the White House. I mean, yeah, I this whole that. thing is just falling apart. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a train wreck. The media knows it's a train wreck. They're doing everything they can to cover up the train wreck, but you know the election's coming. <clears throat> I'm optimistic. <clears throat> I'm optimistic that we will win the House and the Senate. Um, what, I, what I worry about is will the Republicans have the backbone to go after this, the left, like they need to, because it's not, it can't just be, let's play nice. It has to be a, a full on assault of the left and it has to be relentless and it has to be daily for a long, long time in order to get this country back. It has to be a fight. The left is fighting hard. We have to fight just as hard to stop this and turn this thing around. People just can't afford it anymore. The gas prices, the inflation, they just can't afford to live in this kind of society. And can you imagine if they got their whole agenda passed? Things would be much worse than they are right now. It's almost better if they just did nothing. If Biden just sat in his basement, we'd be a lot better off. Yeah, I agree. And you you mentioned earlier two Democratic senators. Your audience, who I'm sure most of you are conservative uh, and people who follow the America Project, cannot under uh, I cannot understate how important those two Democrat senators have been to keeping this country from falling over off the cliff entirely. Uh, we were headed off a cliff if it wasn't for Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema. Thank God for political ambition, <laughs> because it was political ambition and not necessarily ideology that kept no. them from voting those stupid things in uh, because they both want to have long-term political lives. Uh, they, they voted on that and uh, they voted in our, in our direction and it saved the country. So, you know, sometimes if people complain about political ambition. I'm actually happy in this case. Yeah. The political ambition was to our advantage, but you're right. It wasn't because exactly. of ideology. It was yeah. because you can't go back to Arizona and West Virginia and expect to win <clears throat> if yeah. you support a federal takeover of elections. It's exactly. not even possible. 
Last thing with you, Biden against hardening schools. It's all good. He said there's been a lot of conversation about hardening schools. This is not something he believes in. He believes we'll be able to give teachers the resources to be able to do a job they're meant to do at schools, but they can't do their job if they're getting shot out. And we find out in Texas that the uh, correctional officer was not on duty, not there at the school like he should have been. We find out now the cops did stand down for over an hour and Border Patrol agents that had kids in the schools. One guy was married to one of the teachers. They went in there and stopped this. We had some bad protocols in place, it looks like. And the Biden administ- the Biden regime has no intention of doing anything to help protect the schools. Um, there's, no, there's no excuse for that. We protect the president with armed guards. Why are we not protecting our children with armed guards? And, and why do we have school boards like here in Sarasota County we have a school board with their own police department, but a school system does not have a police department. And, and so it doesn't make any, why are we protecting the school board more than we're protecting the children? That, that, that's insane. Uh, and that's a democratically run uh, school board here in Sarasota County, in the city of Sarasota. So yeah. there's no excuse for it. Um, there's no excuse for what the police did in Uvalde, that that, that police chief, should not only resign, but probably be indicted um, for malfeasance. Um, there's a lot more to this story that we're not being told with this kid. And how did he get the guns? And how did he get, uh, get a $70,000 vehicle that he didn't have a license to drive unless he stole it? Something's really ugly and fishy here. And if you look between below the surface, I bet there's more to this story than it's being told, which really, really scares me. If, if, if this was some type of setup, then the, the level of uh, depravity that we're dealing with is unheard of in American history, actually. Yeah, you think of the Las Vegas shooting with, with that guy having that much ammunition no one, and firearms in the womb. Uh, in no the room. one talks about it. No one talks about it. No one talks yeah, about nobody it. got to the bottom of that. No, we got to the bottom. Where's the FBI with that? They go after uh, Roger Stone and General Flynn, but can't go after the, the worst shooting in American history. Yeah, that's right. And this kid that worked part-time at at uh, Wendy's, he right. gets this expensive car, the most expensive AR-15. They found the bag with tons and tons of ammunition. Where, Where did it, Who Where paid for all this? Because he, he, he didn't save uh, $70,000 working part-time at Wendy's. He didn't do it. I read a statistic that 46 people were shot in Chicago last weekend over the long weekend. Uh, Something like 17 died. How many of them were below the age of 18? I bet a large number were below the age of 18. I'm sure all of them were black, but they're not talking about that. They want to talk. And and, and they were, they were praying that this kid Salvador Ramos was white before it turns out he was, you know, Hispanic. They were praying that he was white. Trust me. That's what they wanted. Yeah. Um, just We saw what, what happened in Buffalo when, when the Buffalo shooter was white. They set up a whole political event around it. Exactly. But, they, you know, it's interesting with that one. They're letting that one go away. For some reason, that's not being talked about as much as this kid right here in Texas. And let me tell you why. Why? is because Beto O'Rourke is running for governor in the state of Texas. And I've been saying this all along. They're going to pour billions of dollars into Texas to try to take Abbott down. 
Abbott is an unpopular Republican governor. He's not popular with, <clears throat> with the Republican base. And so a lot of people will be stupid enough not to vote because they don't like Abbott. Yet Beto becomes uh, governor of Texas and everything changes at that point. And that's a real possibility right now. People don't wake up. The, vo the vote in Texas has to be against Beto, not for Abbott. But they got to make sure that doesn't happen or Texas is lost. It's same Joe thing, Flint unfortunately, in Georgia, too. Same thing. Got to be against Stacey yeah. Abrams. Yeah, they're, they're talking. I saw the liberals celebrating the fact that all these uh, Democrats are doing good in blue state and red states. They're letting Atlanta control Georgia right now. That's what's oh, happening. Atlanta is controlling, controlling yeah, Georgia no right now. Yep, there's nothing else. There's no other part of the state. The rest of the state doesn't matter at all. Yep, that's right. I want everybody to check out americaproject.com. Joe Flynn, thanks for an awesome conversation again today. All right, Matt. Great seeing you again. Thank you. You too. We'll be in touch very soon as this news continues to break. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We'll be back on The Buff Show. You guys stay with us. Since 2012, Cellulartronics has been providing Central Florida with the best phone repair, electronics repair, and computer repair. They fix all electronics from iPhone, Samsung, Sony, and many more. They also do TV repair and fix your tablets. Right now, you can get a glass back cover for the iPhone 8 to an iPhone X for only $95. iPhone 11 and up back covers are only $120. With one super convenient location, 31 South Charles Richard Beale Boulevard in DeBerry. Or call them at 386-516-6185. Visit Cellulartronics.com. Cellulartronics. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning is the official pressure washing company of The Buff Show. While Matt's doing the dirty work on the show, Action Plus Pressure Washing has been doing the dirty work for the last 15 years in Central Florida. They use a soft wash system to clean pool enclosures, driveways, pool decks, houses, and commercial property. They even clean large and small parking lots and buildings. Wow! Action Plus offers other services such as lawn maintenance, one-time service to weekly service, mowing, weeding, edging, and trimming, and hauling away debris. You can get more than one service, and they offer bundle pricing. Check out their weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly services for lawn maintenance and ask about their free standard two-driveway with house wash services. Family-owned and operated, get your free estimate at actionpluspressurecleaning.com or call 386-506-1048. That's 386-506-1048. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning. They aim to please. Welcome back to the Map Up Show. Great to have you guys with us rolling along at the 2022 FPEA Florida. My co-host for the, this event from Moms for America, Marina Hoffman. I hope you're having a good time on the show. We're getting a lot of good information already. It's so excellent. I hope your audience doesn't miss a single interview. These are important, Matt. Every interview is something you've never heard before, too. When you talk about pro-life issues, for example, we're getting into what it actually means to get stuff done legislatively. And now we're going to go to a very special guest on the show. Sue T uh, Trombino is on. This is Women Impacting the Nation. The title alone is amazing. Women do impact the nation, sometimes in a negative way, and you're trying to change that. Yes, we are. But I just want to make one caveat is that we do not forget our men. It's W-O-M-E-N. Well, without so, men, there's no women. That's exactly right. <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> but that, we never forget our men. So we just want to make that clear. We are, you know, we educate and equip. 
women and men with knowledge of God's truth about our faith, our family, and our freedoms, and we help support those who take a stand for the Judeo-Christian principles upon which our country is founded. So let's start with what is the biggest issue facing people of faith today? And I know you're all about freedom, so tell us, where do we start? What's the biggest issue we need to be aware of and taking action today? Well, you talked about the faith, the faith community. I think if only a quarter of the Christians would vote their biblical values, we would win in a landslide every time. There could be, they couldn't cheat enough for us to win. So it is very important. You know, God has given us an incredible country. He's put his providential hand on this country, and he says to be a good steward of it. Well, we have not been a good steward of this country, and stewardship is not just money. It's everything. So number one, we have to be a better steward of what God's given us. We are live in the greatest country on the face of the planet. Not perfect, but exceptional. And I take exception to people who say otherwise, and just only because of where I come from. But then he says to occupy. Well, you've got to occupy until he comes. It's not, he's going to come, we all know that, he's going to come. But what are you doing meanwhile? And what about the five talents? What are you doing with the talents that God's given you? And so we just really encourage, especially the Christians, I, I've been speaking with pastors all over the country, or in the, a lot of Florida, really, but over 250 pastors, and telling them to be watchmen. But they have to, you know, they have to be the watchmen for the, for the church, but then the church, you can't get away with saying, well, my pastor didn't say that. You're accountable for what you you know so if you're if there's garbage in well there's going to be garbage out and you have to know you know we have to just be good stewards of what god's given us and that's where it starts it's the foundation and what is your foundation you know well speaking of starting um when i was doing research for this interview for you and i just love what you guys have done on the website and i want everybody to check it out women impacting the nation.org one of the coolest titles we're going to hear all day uh, as far as an organization which is great but you come from a place that used to be a pretty good utopia for capitalism. I've seen TV shows about Venezuela, about how great they were doing. And one stolen election later, it's become a, sel- a socialist hellhole. Talk about your journey from where you came from. Well, I was born in Caracas, Venezuela, and I've had the privilege of living all over the world. It was uh, My dad was, first and foremost, he was a 1st Marine Division Guadalcanal, so I bleed semperified. <laughs> But the reason we were living overseas is because my father worked for Standard Oil. So we lived in all different countries. And yes, Venezuela was the wealthiest out of all the South American countries and, you know, other countries in the world. But what happens is when when you're disengaged, uh, then all of a sudden the government, and if you don't have a constitution like we do in the United States, um, then the government comes in and it doesn't matter if you have a million people you know, going in the streets trying to protest, if they've taken away your guns, then all they do is have rocks and sticks and everything else. So people have no real say there in Venezuela, really, right now. And uh, so we need to really understand, you know, our Constitution, realize, and I really would like to tell your audience that we are so beyond blessed. The, The biggest blessing on the face of the planet is that you were either born in this country or that you're here as an American citizen. And uh, it's just the biggest blessing because everybody in the world wants to come here. And I, and I ask your audience, you know, if you continue to become apathetic, disengaged, disinterested, and you lose America, can I ask you, I want you to think about this, can I ask you, where do you go from here? 
Everybody in the world wants to come here. Where do you go? So we have got to get out of our bubble, you know, realize, get, get educated with truth and facts, not emotion, not conjecture, but get educated and just understand why, again, we're not perfect, but we are exceptional. So... Marina, I wanted to kick it over to you, but a lot of the tracks that we're heading on in this country is very comparable to early Venezuela from that transition. I, I, I just did you do you see that too? A lot of the things that are happening here is part of that is similar to that early transition into socialism in Venezuela. Oh, without question, Matt. I mean, without question. And the thing is, they're trying. The the government, our government, unfortunately, and Republicans and Democrats. Let's just be let's be real here. They're really trying to push that. But because, well, we ask a lot of questions at WIN, and one of them is, what's important to you? And until something is in, um, personal, people aren't engaged. That's why people haven't been engaged yeah. before. But now, things are starting to become personal. And with the moms, you know, people all of a sudden with the school, the, the you know, the virus was uh, really almost a godsend. What, you know, other people meant for... You know, evil God meant for good. All of a sudden, the moms raised up, like you guys with Moms of America. You raised up women in Pakistan, men and women raised up and said, wait a minute, what are you teaching our kids? And all of a sudden, it became personal. When it becomes personal, people start to be engaged. And so I think that's what's happening is that because people are, the left and, well, our government is trying to push some serious ridiculous, nonsensical things down our throat, people are going, wait a minute, something's not right here. So therefore, you know, um, but they're trying. The left is trying. And uh, they're trying to push it like Venezuela. But I can tell you right now, I will give anybody, even your audience, a free ticket. And I'm saying this out loud, I'm not bloviating, I'm not making this up. I will give you a free ticket to the country of my birth, Caracas. But the caveat is you have to stay there for 10 days. I'll even say six days. You wouldn't last two right now. You would not last two days. And nobody's going to take you up on that. Yeah, and you know, Sue, I can understand where you're coming from. I can understand your story as a Canadian. So I'm suffering greatly. How blessed to be in the free state of Florida. But my family is literally trapped in Canada. And I have a almost four-year-old who has no living memory of seeing her family, her grandparents, her aunts. And if they were to come here, they'd be trapped. If I were to go there, I'd be trapped. So I'd like you to speak on the issue of our freedoms because I have too many Canadian friends who say, you know what, life's not perfect, but we're so free. And it doesn't matter, we take a jab, but it's for the freedom of all. And that's a narrative from the state media in Canada. To those who are listening to Matt's show right now, they're thinking, you know, yeah, we got to fight for freedom, but we are so free. We're 99%. Can you bring to light some of the ways that are told we're free, but our freedoms have been taken away even in the last two years? Well, that's a, that's a great question. I think we've become the proverbial frogs in the pot. You know, everybody mm-hmm. thinks they're free because it's little by little. They give you little bits, little bits, little bits, and then we move the line every little bit. All of a sudden, you look back that's and right. you go, oh my gosh. You know, I mean, it's, as your audience is, is, if they can see me, you know, you have your Bible and your Constitution here, right? You have the right and the left. Well, the right will always be to the right or the left, but if you go, keep going, moving forward with your arms, look how far away we've come, we've gone so far away from the Constitution and, um, you know, the Bible. It's just, it's stunning. But because things sound good, people buy into the sounding good. If it sounds good, 
With all due respect, it's a red flag. But Art, you know what, little by little, you have to wear a mask, even though when you check out really the, um, like we don't tell people, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask, you don't want to wear a mask, that's fine, you want to get the jab, get the jab, but if you do your due diligence, you understand when the government is putting something on you and they're trying to get their narrative and when the media is saying the same thing over and over and over again, pay attention. I tell people all the time, you know, God gave you a brain. He gave you discernment. You know, you try to use that discernment and look at to see what is really happening when you're being forced to do something. That is socialism. In America, we're that's what's awesome about America. We can't, unfortunately, you're allowed to step on the flag if you want to, even though that's appalling to me, but you're allowed to do that. But now, everybody's buying into this because they want to follow the crowd. Well, if they're following the card, I used to tell my son all the time, I said, honey, if everybody's coming at you, you're going the right way. Don't follow the crowd. But I want to give everybody hope here is that, you know, we're the silent majority. If the silent would just wake up, would just speak up, because silence is consent. Silence yeah. is not an option. And you're not, God is not going to say, well, that was well thought, you know, Matt, that was well intentioned, Marina, or that was well, you know, um, said, Sue. He's only going to say, well done. And if you, again, continue to become apathetic, you're going to look back and go, just like 1962 and 63, when they took out prayer and Bible out of school. All of a sudden, everybody went, well, what, how did that happen? It's the proverbial frog in the pot. We're boiling to death. We don't even know it. And you're going to wake up and go, oh, my gosh. How do, you, how do you kill six million Jews? People put their head in the sand. And so don't let that happen here. And, you know, our tagline is when we show up, we win. We need to show up. And uh, we're not showing up. But if only a quarter of the Christians would vote their biblical values, then, you know, God has lots of non-negotiables. But there are three that are non, non, non-negotiable. And I've talked to pastors all over about this. There's three that are non-negotiable. Life, or um, life. God breathed life into Adam, right? Marriage between a man and a woman, a biological man and a biological woman, and Israel. Those are three of God's non-negotiables. What platform is for those three? So, because it's never about the donkey or the elephant, it's about the lamb. What does God say about this? And so I just encourage Christians to wake up. You have to be accountable to God, not to your neighbor, not to your friends, but to your to God and what your family is. What's your legacy going to be? You know, are you going to look at your children in the eyes, you, Marina, with your daughter? What did you do to stand? You know, because Ephesians 6.13 says, and having done all, stand. What are you standing for? But we have to get wake up, wake the, the American patriot up, and because when we show up, we win. Yeah, absolutely. Well said on everything. I knew you before you were in the womb. Talks about marriage more than hell in the Bible. And the nation who blesses Israel is blessed by God. Absolutely. You can just, what they're saying is, take 15 minutes every day and read your Bible. Let's start there, right? Just take 15 minutes every day. We can start there. Everybody check out womenimpactingthenation.org. Sue, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you for having me. And go to uh, Moms for America. You guys are doing a great job. Appreciate all of you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been fun having the uh, partnership today with Moms for America. Marina's great. It's been a great time. You guys guys stay with us on The Buff Show. More to come. 
Veritas Tactical. Tactical. A family and law enforcement owned company where you can get custom built ARs with purpose built precision. They have a full line of handguns like Glock, Six Hour, Smith & Wesson and get your everyday carry items and accessories. Moreover, they are your Liberty Safe dealer. Need training? Veritas Tactical has all you need from getting your CCW to advanced tactical courses, female survival courses, and force-on-force scenarios. Veritas Tactical has a full-time gunsmith on site, Sarah Coding Services, laser engraving, and more. Mention the Buff Show and get a $25 discount on courses. You'll find Veritas Tactical at 207 North Goldenrod Road, Suite 200 in Orlando. Contact Veritas Tactical, 407-309-3000. 407-309-3000 and at VeritasTactical.com. Veritas Tactical. You heard about the simple math with a solar electric system earlier in the show. Not all homes qualify. An energy evaluation by a qualified professional to get the fully informed information is always recommended. If your home qualifies, solar is always a prudent financial move. All Solar Energy in Longwood has been educating homeowners, roofing companies, property management firms, and now radio hosts about solar for 22 years. We have experts to perform no-cost, no-obligation energy evaluations to see if your home qualifies and explain the simple math of solar. Call All Solar Energy tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or visit the website www.allsolarenergy.com. Let them know you heard about it from me, Matt Buff, on The Buff Show. Welcome back to the Mob Up Show. Great to have you rolling along with us on this wackiest of windest days. That's for sure. Time to judge freedom with Judge Andrew Napolitano. Judge Andrew Knapp, how you doing? Great to have you back. Great, my man. It's always a pleasure to be with you. It's always fun having you on the show, and the world gets a little crazier in between our interviews. It sure does, Matt. I mean, the government... uh, allows the slaughter of babies in the womb and fails to protect babies in a in a classroom. The government makes people uh, defenseless in a supermarket in, in Buffalo, as well as in this unique uh, school district where you can't carry guns in the schools. There are 30, uh, excuse me, there are 137 school districts in Texas that have applied for permission to not follow uh, gun-free school zones and to arm teachers and staff. Guess how many shootings they've had. It's an easy number to remember. Yeah, zero. zero. Out of that unspent COVID cash, they can take $26 billion of it and protect every school in the nation with a security officer, double-plated door entry system, single point of entry, keys and locks, and maybe a few uh, administrators with proper gun, uh, gun safety training. You know, uh, Matt, the Supreme Court has ruled not recently, it's a while ago during the uh, Rehnquist years, so we're back around the time of the presidency of Ronald Reagan, that the police are not obliged to protect you. So if you sue them because they didn't come or sue them because they came and did nothing, you'll lose the suit. What the hell do we hire them for? What do we give them a badge (laughs) and a gun for if they can't perform their basic duties? That's right. If they're going to sit outside of a school, now we can confirm they were out there for over an hour and it took Border Patrol agents who had a wife as a teacher 
in the school, border, border patrol agents that had kids in the school to go in there and neutralize the killer. Correct. I don't know what protocol. I don't know where this evil shooter got the money to do all he did with the vehicle and the ammunition and firearm working part-time at Wendy's. That's very suspect. I don't know why the cops didn't go into the school for an hour and arrest parents trying to go in. Uh, what they, they caught themselves lying and contradicting themselves. You're yeah. a judge. I need to ask you the difference between an active shooter and a shooter barricading himself somewhere. They said in the press conference, that's two different things and two different responses. Doesn't make sense. There's no, there's no difference. Two of those kids bled to death. Many of the kids mercifully died immediately. Two of the kids bled to death on the floor of their classroom. If the cops had done their job, they would have gotten them out into uh, emergency medical services, into a hospital, which could have and probably would have uh, saved their lives. Uh, but the whole security system at the school was a disaster not the least of which was a sign about 600 feet away telling everybody you're entering a gun-free school zone. I mean, that is like telling people, come on, you can shoot fish in a barrel. My uh, producer found a sign outside a school in Texas, obviously not this school or this school district, which said the children in this school are protected by armed guards who will not hesitate to use their superior firepower. We posted that on Judging Freedom. It's up to 700,000 hits since we posted it last uh, Thursday. Uh, because we posted it makes another. Sense. Yeah. That sign alone is a deterrent. And, yes. and we, we posted that too. And that got shared hundreds of times. And we're wondering why we get it. You and I get it. Why don't the school administrations, the school unions, the teachers unions care a whip about this. And why are these people, I mean, you look at like Las Vegas shooting, this shooting here, the, this guy didn't have the money for this. That Las Vegas shooter didn't have a need for hundreds and hundreds of rounds. When they found this shooter in Texas, he dropped the bag with hundreds of rounds in there. Yeah. Nobody they, uh, cares about the background information on these guys. Maybe if we did a little background information, maybe we found out where the money came from. Maybe we can start nipping some of these problems in the butt before we even need the police. Well, you know, I'm not in favor of universal background checks because that means the federal government gets involved and the federal government knows who owns guns, and that's the last thing in the world we need. If no, the I'm not state of Texas said, right. If the state of Texas yeah. had conducted a normal background check, it would have looked at health records that are public and criminal records. They would have found nothing on this kid. Uh, no, nothing. Same with, the, same with the kid in Buffalo. These people, the only language they understand is their own, which is violence, which is superior firepower. So Buffalo is the same as everywhere in the state of New York. It's nearly impossible to carry a gun. I believe that will change in the next three weeks when the Supreme Court invalidates, I expect, tech, uh, New York's very, very draconian, and New Jersey's is the same, where I am, right to carry law. It's not a right to carry. It's the right of the government to prevent you from carrying. Um, but, but in both of these instances, 
the victims were defenseless, not because they did anything wrong or stupid or foolish, but because the government made them defenseless. The government somehow believes that a person willing to slaughter innocents will somehow obey gun laws. I mean, it's absurd. Absurd. I can prove what you're saying is right. And by the way, I'm not saying we need to check. I'm saying a simple investigation into the finances of this shooter. Let's investigate this situation. Find out where he got his money from. Find out all that stuff. And and maybe that'll all the weapon he used costs about two thousand. That's a lot yeah. of money for a kid making um, minimum wages. I'm also somewhat critical of the government of Texas, of Texas of all places, having its own gun-free school zone law. The federal gun-free school zone law was invalidated uh, by the courts and quite properly, but the state gun-free school zone law. I was stunned to find out that it's in Texas now. Texas does give you the right to get permission to opt out, as I just indicated to you, 137 out of about 1,000 school districts have requested to opt out, and the government always says yes. Uh, But this government uh, in this part of Texas, very, very odd. It's school police. I guess there's no local police, but there's school police. They just were woefully unprepared, poorly trained, and commanded by somebody who made profound errors. And now that somebody, uh, Chief uh, Pete Arandondo, is now a member of the city council of Uvalde. I mean, this is a real head scratch. I don't know when the election was or who ran against him, but somehow he was recently elected to the city council. In New Jersey, you can't be a cop and on the governing board at the same time. That's an inherent uh, conflict. Apparently, you can do that in Texas. You can lie to the governor, and the governor, without checking what you told him, will tell the whole world the lie that you told him. And this goes on for days. The story keeps changing as late as today, eight days after the slaughter. It's a very, very um, serious issue about the relationship of the government to uh, individuals and what truly causes this kind of endless heartbreak. Well, I'm also wondering why they lie. They lie in these press conferences, these cops, because when uh, when they said the school resource officer exchanged fire on day one, they said that. Well, we find out now the school resource officer was not even inside the school when the shooting happened. Wasn't even there. It's a Jeffrey Epstein cameras went down situation. That resource officer wasn't even there. Correct. And then, and, and again, they, again, if, if you sue the police, you're going to confront that Supreme Court opinion, which says they're mm-hmm. not obliged to keep you safe. Now there are some, there's some wiggle room there. They made profound errors of judgment. Who knows what they relied on when they made those errors of judgment? I don't want to think like a lawyer about suing. I want to think like a moral human being that loves life and loves yeah. freedom and is furious at a government that takes away freedom, which takes away the right to protect innocent life. Those kids were helpless and there wasn't a soul there to protect them. The one girl who's deceased called 911 seven times. Please send them into the classroom. I'm surrounded by dead bodies. 
Please send them in. Right. Please send them. And then eventually she bleeds to death. Wait, you can't. This is just horrific even to discuss it. Turns out they never even. Yeah. Now the chief, also the city councilman, uh, is not cooperating with the Texas Rangers investigation. So pretty soon you'll see a team of lawyers, probably from Houston, uh, that will resist the investigation. The public has the right to know. I don't think he committed a crime, although he's very close to malfeasance in office. On what did he base his decision not to storm the place? On what did he base his decision to keep his his troops, his men, in the hallways rather than in this classroom where they would have seen, my God, these two kids are still breathing. we got to get the medical attention immediately. And as you said, had it not been for the feds, and it is not the job of the feds to keep schools safe, but had it not been for the proximity of the feds, there's a Border Patrol office right there. They heard the 911 calls on their radio. They heard the police radio on their radio. They got there. They rushed in. They killed him. I'm going to guess they killed him in the head because he had body armor on. Somebody shot him in the head. Hopefully he didn't die immediately. Hopefully there was some suffering there. Um, But the cops outside were busy arresting parents that were trying to get to their kids. They put a woman in handcuffs. They did. It's That cop would have been punched in the face if that was me. My kids are in there and you put my wife in handcuffs. Right. What are, now, eventually, another cop unhandcuffed her. She yeah. ran in there and got her kid. She ran in there and got her kid out. Yes, she and did. Look, Even after friends, being handcuffed. Yes. So, for our friends on the other side of the aisle, who say that good guys with guns don't stop bad guys with guns, two days after this happened at a graduation party in Charleston, West Virginia. Some nut showed up with the same weapon that this uh, kid Ramos had uh, at Uvalde and started shooting. And a mom took a pistol out of her pocketbook and blew him away. And she is the, the hero, the champion of this town, Charleston, West Virginia, for having done that. Saved all those lives. and Correct. She saved God knows how many lives. The, the police can't be everywhere. No, but when they are there, we do expect them to act. An hour, Correct. not acceptable. Correct. So when the, I was my, uh, at Fox for 24 years, Fox is located right in the middle of Manhattan. The traffic yeah. moves one mile an hour. That's how slow the traffic is. But when Fox called the police, the NYPD was there in about 90 seconds. I don't know how they did it. They're not afraid to do their job. They're not afraid to walk right in the middle of a dangerous uh, situation. Give me the NYPD any day. Yeah, in that situation. That's different. So anyway, look, I'm angry. But I shouldn't I- be speaking out of anger, but I'm angry at the loss of innocent life and the injustice here. Yeah, that's what I... The more I hear about this story, Judge, the angrier I get. Because there, human error is one thing. But a protocol that kills people is not acceptable. Right. And if that's and 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 don't lie to us. I don't care how many stripes you have on your uniform. Don't lie to us right. to protect your own in this right. situation. I want the bank records where the kid got the money. 
I want the report on the police reaction. And I well, want I it done. Probably, so we can probably prevent. Gonna, yeah. You're going to kettle. Oh, go ahead. This, uh, this chief uh, can't remain silent uh, much longer. I mean, he has a duty to answer the questions of his superiors and the Texas Department of Public Safety, of which the Texas Rangers is the enforcement arm, are his superiors. Now, they weren't there. They, they came after this was over. They had nothing to do with these decisions. But he is answerable to them. And I hate to yeah. say this. I really hate to say this. The first press conference that they had where the governor was spouting all these lies, he wasn't lying. I think he was foolish to take at face value what they told him, but he believed it was true. Was interrupted by that liberal Democrat, uh, Beto O'Rourke, Robert Francis O'Rourke. I you saw that. something. He was right. These people did fail to protect innocent children. He may have been wrong and rude to interrupt the press conference, but he was right. Everybody up on that stage, from the high-ranking state people to everybody with all the stripes on their uniforms, including the mayor of that town, who called him a sick son of a bitch, everybody there was to, in some way to blame. Beto O'Rourke was right. They all failed those children. His way of going about it and his reasoning was probably off base, but he was I absolutely his, his reasoning probably was, you know, confiscate. But he was right. Like that. Yeah. But the bottom line of his thinking, and he couldn't have known what we now know, but the bottom line of his thinking was correct. They failed in their basic uh, duty. Hi. Right, so let's anyway, move, let's move to the guns issue side of this, the political issue. That they're going to take this because of the because of the election in Texas. They're the Democrats are going to take this as far as they can, and uh, they're not going to talk about Buffalo anymore. You're not going to hear about that one anymore. But you're definitely like Joe Flynn on the show earlier said, you're definitely going to be hearing about Texas. And when asked about this, Press Secretary Jean Pierre says proposals that deal with hardening schools is not something the President Biden believes in. The problem is in with guns. Okay. The gun has an attitude problem. The gun <clears throat> is crazy. The gun wakes up in the morning and says, we're going to kill some people today. You in? You in? And the, the yeah, just, poor, just the poor like son your, of a bitch says, yeah, we're in. <laughs> just like your automobile and your steak knife say the same thing when they wake up in the morning. Let me tell you what's coming next. The knives are deadlier than guns, statistically, right. by the way. So you're right. But go ahead. Let me tell you what's coming next, Matt, and this is very uh, unsettling. And that is a Republican proposal, if you can call him a Republican, from Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina to give cash to the states if they agree to, quote, aggressive red flag laws. Oh. Now, red flag laws, to begin with, are unconstitutional. That's where somebody makes a secret complaint to the uh, to the police that somebody that they know owns a gun lost their temper and the police go to a judge, just the police and the prosecutor, and get an order to confiscate the gun. That's called punishment without trial. The feds, if Lindsey Graham's uh, nonsense passes, I don't think it can pass the Senate. Rand Paul doesn't think there's enough Republican votes to fall for this stuff. But this shows you where they are. They're willing to trash the Constitution, which absolutely prohibits 
deprivation of life, liberty, or property without due process, meaning a trial. They're willing to trash the Constitution to show the left-wingers of the world and the people who are afraid, and a lot of people are afraid, that they're doing something. But what they're doing is far more harmful than good. There's no good in taking guns away from people on the basis of an anonymous allegation. That story you told about West Virginia, it's always a good guy with a gun. In Texas, at that school, a good guy with a gun took care of the problem. Um, I want to play a clip from you, actually, on your podcast. Now, I want everybody to check out Judging Freedom on YouTube. The link is in the description of the show today. But here's Joe Biden talking about 9 millimeter bullets. This guy is off oh. his rocker. It's just unbelievable. I'm going to get the judge's take, and then I'm going to ask the judge to expand on that a little bit more. Because my challenge is, is you put down your guns first, and then we'll talk. Listen to this. no rational basis for the very round nine millimeter. That Hold on, we're going to start that. Nine millimeter bullet blows the lung out of the body. So the idea of these high caliber weapons is simply no rational basis for the very round nine millimeter that Joe was complaining about was in a magazine that holds 15 of them. 10 feet from him, tucked into the waistband of a Secret Service agent. And he's there really, you have it. He's really uh, off the wall. He's also repeated nonsense like you couldn't own a cannon at the time of the revolution. Well, at the time of the revolution, there were no gun laws. You could own anything you wanted, even after the Second Amendment, after the Constitution was adopted. You could own whatever you wanted. The federal gun laws didn't come around until 1934 when FDR and the Democrats started to take uh, more of our rights away. So I don't know where old Joe is getting this. And, you know, I like him personally and I know him personally. He's not the same Joe that I've known all these years. He's tugged to the left like you wouldn't believe. But I wish he wouldn't repeat the mistakes that even the Washington Post acknowledges he's making. <laughs> and, they're, and they're in the tank for old Joe. Yes, they the, are. And they're in the tank for gun confiscation as well. We played a clip from um, Kamala Harris earlier, and I'm not going to do that again. She's just basically saying the same thing. Weapons of war and gun violence and other, and now they're going after the bullets. First of all, weapons of war, that is an opinion. That is not something a firearm is called. Gun violent, the gun isn't the violent object in that. It's the object in that situation, but the violent person behind the gun is the problem. Guns aren't by themselves violent. That's not a thing. Just like you mentioned with steak knives. You don't call them wep steak knives weapons of war. You don't call steak right. knives steak violence. Knife violence, you know, steak violence. You know, you know, Matt, the argument <laughs> See, on the other side. You disarm first, guys. You disarm first, and we'll talk about it. The argument on the other side is so ridiculous, even though we're talking about horrific tragedy, you almost can't help laughing that they would expect someone to believe it. So they put up a sign in front of a school that says gun-free school zone. Who the hell do you think is going to obey that? Somebody willing to slaughter innocents doesn't give a damn about a gun regulation. They walk right past you know, that sign. This guy, 
fired at two people outside of a funeral parlor after he tried to kill his grandmother. What was calls to 911? Why weren't they responded to? Where were they? I mean, this isn't Mayberry, is it? I know I it's a small it town, but we're not we're not waiting for Barney Fife to come, right? I mean, this isn't Mayberry. The reason that the Democrats will drop Buffalo and focus on Texas is because Texas is, is the most pro-gun state in the union. I mean, Texas has constitutional carry, which means you don't even have to register the gun to carry it, which means the government doesn't even know if you're carrying that gun. Unfortunately, nobody uh, can constitutionally carry in a school zone in Texas, but they will really shove it up Texas's nose. And if, God forbid, Beto O'Rourke defeats Greg Abbott, Texas and, and all of its efforts to enhance human freedom and many of its excesses, and I can tell you what some of them are if you want to hear them, will be the center of the presidential campaign in uh, in 2024, that a tragedy can happen at the most pro-gun place in the country. That'll be at the center of the 2024 presidential uh, election. It absolutely will be. There's just some bewilder bewilderment to these cases lately. Since the Vegas shooting, there's been some be bewilderment. And it's just unbelievable how some of these things even took place with all the information we had beforehand. Judge Nat, yeah. thanks so much for joining us on the show. Last yeah, you thought, know, you want to do a last thought on that? My, my last thought is no matter what we talk about, no matter heartbreaking it may be, it's always a pleasure to be on with another lover of freedom where we can uh, help all those who watch and listen to you and me understand just how evil the government can be. Thank you, Matt. It's a pleasure. That's exactly right. Judge Andrew Napolitano, everybody check him out on Judging Freedom on YouTube. Link in the description. Link on the Buff Show. Thanks for joining us this evening on the show. We'll see you next time. You stay smart out there as we try to get to the bottom of these answers.